Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Hey everybody, welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where life might not be black and white, but we are. I'm Katie. I am Marie. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And we have with us an amazing guest today. Marie, would you like to introduce them? I guess. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, (laughs) I love this person a lot. We have worked together a lot up here in San Francisco, working in nightlife. They are an amazing, amazing DJ and musician. Uh, So uh, welcome Frida. La, or La Frida. La no, Frida. No, just Frida. Just Frida. Just Frida. Is La I'm Frida. Right now. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is that the DJ name? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. By the way, um, the guests cannot see this, but Frida has this gorgeous makeup on and said that it was going to be smudged, but. Hard disagree, uh, yeah. and maybe it's just the way the camera is hitting, but looks great. It's a glow. Use, uh, well, it looks like a natural, like, sh- like you know, some, shimmer. Like, did a, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Thank you. <laughs> it's a look. It's a vibe. It's a total vibe. We're all were, you, were you doing uh, any DJ gig or anything like that earlier today? No, funny story. I started taking classes at my old junior college. Um, I love that. That's that's what, what I was doing. That's what I was up to. <laughs> <laughs> taking the classes. You wanted to look nice and fresh for the classes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. Gosh, um, I I haven't gotten to like class in so long. It just feels like, uh, yeah, you had to put makeup on, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You had to show up yeah. and I not look broke. Oh. Or is that not even broke? Like broke down. <laughs> broke down. Oh my god. Um, I think it's part of the wanting to not wanting to look like a student look. Yeah. yeah. Um, I totally have this attitude where I like try to like walk or like sit somewhere like I'm a professor. <laughs> so no one like could this. clock me as a student unless I'm in <laughs> I class. It um it's an insecurity thing but not that there's anything wrong with like being 32 and going back to there's nothing wrong with it at all but yeah um and you've already graduated it's not you have your degree right this is i have a bachelor's degree and this is just going back for like shits and giggles so i'm taking a yoga class (laughs) oh okay that's fun yeah Right, I've like been meaning to do it for years, and um, only thing is, like the instructor is like this white woman who I don't know should be teaching yoga. Got it, got it. But um, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, no. fine though. It's San Diego. We're San Diego is a couple years behind, so. That's um, true. <laughs> there is a really big movement right now uh, for because uh, and forgive me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. It's it's an in, it's based in Indian culture yoga originally. So I know I've been 
on TikToks, especially seeing a, like a lot of, uh, like there's this one about this Indian girl who grew up her whole life <laughs> going mm. to yoga with white women and like her family was like really upset. So, and so <laughs> no, she right. learned to be a yoga teacher. But I was like, that's probably been an experience for a lot of people. As you've been learning from the the bendy white lady down the street. <laughs> the right. bendy white lady. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, I think it's totally fine. Like, sure. Like, if, if a white person wants to teach yoga, I'm down for it as long as they hold themselves accountable and name the fact that they're white and teaching yoga. I don't think this teacher did it that well, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i think that's part of the two years behind piece or let's say five years behind um i just wanted to hear a little more about like her acknowledging her whiteness and <laughs> teaching an old in the place of all of this yeah um either way i felt great afterwards <laughs> <laughs> fair enough so, so I'm like, so yeah. you got the job done. Class, <laughs> feel very you got the job now. done. Yeah, even um, colonizers need to feel refreshed. Exactly. <laughs> um, I love how Katie. Katie's Katie's learning so much best. in the first like what how long? <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> wow. So yoga. What else are you taking? So I was supposed to take this, um, like audio recording class <laughs> and um you know i had to do the old like crash of course i was like oh my gosh oh, i have God. to remember how to do this oh, yeah. <laughs> and um because the section was full uh before i could register in it and um it was just so funny like crashing a course again i'm like having to sit in the back where like <laughs> um <laughs> And what happened? I don't know. I ended up not <laughs> taking, like, following through. So it was like, I, I already know Aww. some of this shit. So, um, but I met this really cute chick. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, um, um, <laughs> there we go. I love Frida is, uh, Frida is one of those people who is very inconspicuous, but it's a total, like, I don't know what the queer-friendly version of it is, but, like, a man-eater. Like, what are we saying now? Like, uh, Just call me a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Scorpio thing? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love okay. it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like a pursuer, yeah. right? A pursuer, yeah. someone who creates the arena for other people to come inside their arena. <laughs> Anyways, um, like, a, like a predator esque, but like, but safe. No, no, but safe. safe. No. So like predator. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like the fox in that. What's that movie? Um, where it's Robin like a Hood. whole. No, um, Great the fox, fox from uh, huge geez. crush on that fox when I was a kid Not from Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah, the, the oh, we should Robin take Hood. a moment to talk about like animals that we were attracted to in cartoons. <laughs> I'd love to talk about that at some point in time because uh, I feel like there's, there's a, a there's a list. There's a list. There's a list. Right. <laughs> Everyone has it. Everyone has that. Everybody list. does have that list. Come on. Okay. 
But wait, <laughs> okay, but what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. But oh, The Fox. What's that movie where it's like a whole talk about race? It's a Disney movie. And there's a Disney, there's a bunny oh, police the officer. Zoo, the zoo. Zootopia. Zootopia. So you're like the fox in Zootopia. You, you know, you're gentle, you're nice, but I don't know. Rao. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Was, it took a long time to get there. And I oh, we got there. <laughs> yeah, as long as we got there, right? Um, so, yeah, taking courses it. and um, meeting girls who are my age. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an issue before. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you go to your old community college, you know, um, everybody's still there. That was your age. Yeah. Taking courses. I That's... was like the second oldest person in that class, and I'm 32, and like I'm just like, whoa. Um, yeah, everybody gets educated. At multiple times or something right i love i mean honestly for a long time when i was just working things like that i would just take classes to like not have to pay my student loans Mm. yeah yeah for a while i was like going halftime like i don't know what this is for but whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not paying my loans that's that's the life right now that's your life right now (laughs) so are you you holding off the loans is this your technique as well (laughs) okay you want to hear my (laughs) student loans technique i forbear my loans not forbear is that no what's the word um yeah defer deferment deferred i deferred my loans for five years and then when I really understood what interest was, five oh, years geez. after oh, I was no, doing oh, no. I know. I know. Well, you <laughs> caught it younger than I did, man. I I was just looking at my, uh, today, I actually was looking at my interest. Because, yeah. you know, Biden's supposed to right, right, right. $10,000, which is basically my interest <laughs> <I'm>, Right. <laughs> right. So I... <laughs> I forbear deferred my loans. So I graduated 2013 undergrad and I started paying them in 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had a good year where I was play- paying student loans. And um, the whole time I was just like, you know what? There's, there is going to be a movement where student loans get canceled. I did not imagine they would get paused because of a pandemic when I decided mm. to start repaying my loans. Paying them, yep. Um, or repaying the payment. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, and now all this news, what's what's going on? He's, um, yeah, 10 grand. Yeah. Um, and I think that's significant for some people. Absolutely. I'm just, if you oh. went to grad school, that's where it's like, shoot. <laughs> thanks. It's a nice percentage. <laughs> I haven't seen that much. Like 10,000. I was like, that was my freshman year. Right. It's right. just a right. third for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I have a strong belief that it's going to get canceled. I don't know. I have a good I, feeling. I, it's so I, close. It's like, think, why not? Do you think, like, completely canceled? Like, all forgiven? Or do you think, like, a percentage of, like, inter- interest that mm. was accrued? 
Like, mm. what do we realistically think that's actually going to Right. Be? I think realistically, yeah, what's kind of happening now, um, just in increments. But, um, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know the complete logistics around that. But I'm just like, if they're paused for, what, two, about two years mm-hmm. now, two plus years now, like, what's, what's, what's going on here? Like, why? Ugh, so much behind it. But, um... Yeah, fuck me. I need to find a job. <laughs> Start paying those loans. Well, hey, we talk a lot about uh, a lot about job. that on this podcast as well. Yeah, <laughs> job hunting and how like horrendous it can be. And um, I, I, I've been holding off on like releasing, like saying that I booked a gig uh, for like the last two weeks of this podcast. Um, However, I just found out last Friday that it was um, actually while Marie and I were hanging out that it was just like put on TBD and I actually don't have a start date or oh. yeah. So so can't still can't say what it was, but at the same time, yeah, uh, don't have that for now. So it's oh, been like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. 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 The gig economy, though. Um, right? But that, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the gig economy. The yeah. gig economy. Ah. Um, it's it so funny because so I stressful. Feel, yeah, it's so stressful, but it's also beautiful. But I think it's beautiful in a world that supports um, a little bit more freedom. Like, it's true beauty is in mm. a world where that, you know, you can afford to do what you love yeah right it's just yeah. it's nice because like when you get the things that are i guess like goal jobs or potential like steps towards goal jobs it, it, it's like the amount increases so that it covers for the time that you're searching for the next goal yeah. job <laughs> exactly <laughs> so <laughs> it's like oh yeah. cool i accrued all this just for these times of just great cheer panic <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so so okay so that's why i moved down to san diego and why i'm living with my parents right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> to save up um, money save up money and not yeah. pay rent um <laughs> <laughs> check check um yeah. let's let's just say Life goals. <laughs> i'll just say that there's payments in other ways I, I i i actually think that's completely fair i do think the amount of other emotional like they take up like emotional tax mm-hmm. and emotional anxiety taxes tax. anxiety taxes <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. The list goes on. <laughs> um, relationship taxes, because it's taxing. Oh my god. Um, How's that? I got really good going? at sneaking out of my parents' house when I went and moved back with them. And I'm like, I am thirty something, sneaking in and out of my parents' house. I mean, I had to at the time. Mm. It was good for me, but yeah, definitely changed the relationships too. Definitely. Um, how's it going? It's, oof. Um, (laughs) honestly, so, I mean, my strategy and way of coping around this has been just to keep myself busy. Um, and, yeah, part of what I'm working with my therapist right now is not falling back on this pattern, um, that was happening 
back in the day. Um, so yeah, not following back in on this pattern um, of my inner child, basically. Okay. Um, and in dealing with your parents, like the, yeah. the way your inner child. Okay. okay. Right, right, yeah. right. I mean, because yeah. you know, I'm I am grown, <laughs> and <laughs> yep. it's been ten years since I lived with last lived with my parents. And um, I've learned a lot. I've gained a lot of tools. I've been through a lot. I've experienced a lot. Um, so, yeah, part of the thinking is, like, there's no reason for me to fall back in that space of powerlessness, I think. So, mm, yeah. <clears throat> as, as my therapist told me, she said, we're going to try and grow you up in the eyes of your parents. Wow. Uh, when Yeah, and I was like, Ooh, that's fascinating. And she's like, and that reflection kind of starts with how you behave around that and start growing up your reactions and dealings as you go. Like, go ahead. Yes. And she's like, rage like a child. You know, like, go ahead and do that. Do the teenager thing. Do the, oh, you don't know anything about me. Like, you know, mm. like, grow yourself up and then start growing yourself up and like how you deal with your emotions in front of your parents. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Cause when you was, when yeah. you're with your parents, you resort to a lot of stuff. I think that like, you've dealt with them a specific way for years. Yes. And it yes. will bring you back into that power dynamic that it becomes when I'm an adult though, I don't want it to be a power dynamic because I've earned my years, mom. <laughs> like, let's yeah. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I'm coming to like a realization and slowly accepting the fact that that power dynamic will always exist between, at least between like my parents and I. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Katie, absolutely 100%. Like the whole practice of reparenting ourselves. And I think that has been like my focal point right now um have y'all heard of what's it called the loving parent workbook it's no. from so i i've, I've been Google. meaning to do it <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's, um so it's it's by the let me see the alcoholic so okay Hold on. Wait, I would like you to continue on with that sentence. <laughs> wait, what? So wait, so what I'm was the trying to remember I'm Googling the name? Uh, the Loving Parent Workbook. And I'm, t I'm like talking okay. about this as if I've done it. I have not. But. <laughs> okay. But you've heard about the great effect of how this has worked. Yes. Like it, it's on my nightstand and I've just been waiting to open it. But the idea is, um, I don't know what the idea is, but <laughs> so it's it's written by, um, I think it's like the Association of Alcoholic Children of Alcoholic Parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Adult Children yeah. of Alcoholics, Dysfunctional Families, World Service Organization. Yes, yes. So... Wow, how did I not know about this association? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where is the sign of list? The mid the mid <laughs> therapy. 
There's so, so many. I never <laughs> met, no one mentioned that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Please so, go on. Yeah, yeah. Full disclosure, my parents aren't alcoholics. And the idea right. about this organization isn't, so it's not solely for para children who have parents who are alcoholics. It's generally parent uh, children who have parents who are in just dysfunctional family dynamics. Mm, gotcha. um, and so I've been told by two therapists in the past few months to go to these meetings. Um, and apparently there are, there's like 10 different meetings here in San Diego. So this is a nationwide thing or worldwide thing, actually, um, where people meet up and in the same style of Alcoholics Anonymous, there is a 10 step program. Um, I did that for codependency. I did a 10 Coda. Yeah. It was, but it was, it was at the church with the church. So they, you know, they switch, switch. Mm. but it was still helpful. Yeah. But yeah. So, so that's there where snacks, snacks, snacks was, and soda. I was just going to say, how are there snacks? The ones at the church. Oh, there's always good snacks. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was a church. They could afford it. You know, that's what I'm right. saying. <laughs> my tab money in. Yeah. That so that's the piece that gets to me. That's the piece mm -hmm. that I'm that's I'm I'm hesitant to go to these meetings because they become so preachy and yeah, God oriented or you know right. The spiritual aspect is great. I I'm spiritual in non religious ways, but like you know when it gets a hooey gooey culty of center you know <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. uh, well katie and i were both raised um evangelical and well, or I, not I, even i was oh you well go what go ahead i i had various <laughs> exposures okay i mean i my family raised me presbyterian um i went to like Baptists and like Catholic okay. churches and stuff when okay. I was a teen because I was really into it. Um, and then it, I went to college and I went to a Christian college that was e sort of non-denominational, sort of equal. Oh, yeah, I think that's probably the better way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So deeply rooted and then graduated and was like, okay, I think I've had my fill. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for yeah. a long time. Fuck yeah, man. That shit will yeah. fuck you up. And I have seen it fuck a lot of people up <laughs> you know, for various reasons. Yeah. I Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So that, that for me, was like one of my first uh, boundaries that I've set with my parents around um, going to CCD. Um. So it wasn't like Catholic school in the traditional sense where that's like your whole academic schooling. It was more the after school one where mm -hmm. you go after like your regular school. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And yep. I don't know. I I forget the stuff. It's like your first communion and then confession. Not confession. Like Y'all know what I'm talking about. No Catholics about, around here. No <laughs> Catholics around here. I, mean, I don't that's I where Nico's a Catholic, say, and they yeah. they say I'm the, they they'd say I'd make oh. a, a horrible Catholic. I don't like ceremony. <laughs> There's a lot of it. That, like, oh, yeah. I mean, I gotta remember when it, what? <laughs> when it came to eating the body of Christ and His blood, <laughs> some, that's some shit. Oh, but... we do that too. We do do. We did that. Oh. The crackers. And, yeah, it's just I think that's. I feel like Catholics have a lot more. 
pomp and circumstance than they do. There's a lot more steps. Like there's, oh. and it's also it's a way more literal with like the blood and like they like, yes. is it? They believe oh, yeah. it like really does turn into. I'm like. Some of that blood tastes like Welch's, but um, you know the Catholics also have the ones that are alcoholic and like had like the twenty. What church is that? Line. I don't know. I don't. I don't Sign me I'm up. telling you, I went to so many churches, like even for fun. I don't know why, um, but like there was literally like a line for the like ones that like had alcohol in them, and then there was like a line for the ones for the kids that like couldn't have alcohol. I was like. Frida, okay. you were missing out on, you missed out when you made that boundary. You missed out on potential alcohol. Okay, so wait, quick <laughs> yeah, note tell about the story, that. I, I, I think, <laughs> if I remember correctly, the Catholic Church we would go to um, would allow the kids drink the wine. <laughs> really? <gasps> I think so, because I only remember seeing one cup and one cup line or one... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. I hope that's changed post COVID, by the way. <laughs> right. Changed post COVID. Absolutely. I, oh God. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's right. Cause like there was at one point, like we had like the dipping of the bread in, but like it was still the same person's like fingers just like bunking <laughs> it and then like putting it in your mouth. I'm like, all of, like, I, I don't think I've ever been like a germaphobe as much as I have been post. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, Cause real. I'm just like thinking about all the things, like, and also everybody drinking from the same nope, cup. No, that's a no for me, dog. That's already, <laughs> no. already. I've never been a germaphobe, but now I'm just like thinking about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, when it came to Catholic school, I, I think I, I did whatever the first thing you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. like that benchmark first communion. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I was in class. I, I never wanted to go in the first place. I think like my three older sisters went through it and they all did their shit. And then it they got to a point time. where- they served their time. <laughs> and it really got to a point for me where I was like, this is bullshit. And mind you, like, I'm 10 or 11. And I go to my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, this is bullshit. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> take me mm -hmm. out. And I she's like. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that. Yeah, I It took a little while. It took a little convincing. And like, mom, I'm not digging this. And then her response is, well, you can't get married in a Catholic church then. You're going to have to live with that your whole life. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, I'm like, get my, my weekends well, back or. Well, <laughs> I will say that did change my entire life when, when I like kind of subtly left the church and just meandered around and then just entered into the food service business and was like oh yeah you can't do any of that on the weekend anyway because you're working the whole time okay <laughs> fair mm -hmm. enough fair enough yeah uh, yeah yeah i think i started doing like taekwondo after work <laughs> <laughs> yeah all that free time all that free time i love it I, can I, I, you know, I think it's funny is um, while I know that Katie and I have, you know, really been going back and forth about like what we are doing here, what we like to talk about. I find that this is a common theme is like these life transitions and these tough changes that we're trying to approach. So I do appreciate like anytime we talk about creating boundaries, not only is it like great for you, but it's also just like, okay, 
if you did it at fucking 10, I can tell the lady next door to stop waking me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, that's an example. She wakes me up at five. But I'm telling you, I, I, that's what I, if we have no, like, if, Nobody ever listens to this podcast. I love that we talk about these things because they're so reaffirming. Because yeah. I, I think I I went to Christian school, so it was a little bit different. But I was there Monday through Sunday. I was there all the time. And and then those were my only friends. Those were all my, my only people I hung out with. And it really wasn't helpful for my emotional growth it wasn't helpful for like socially and not really ever meeting other people i did eventually start playing soccer and i think that helped mm. but you know when you think if i think about me telling my mom i wasn't gonna go to kids club or vbs or hell no hell no and i probably would have gotten a similar response and you're going anyways but I think, yeah, <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Cause no, that's... I, yeah, I never had the guts as a kid either. And I like, I almost felt like I like would force myself to like, just get really into it. Cause then like, you'll experience as much as what you think someone's trying to make you experience. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like exploring like a friend's really good hobby that they really love. And then yeah. just, like, going to the ends of the world and being like, Okay, there's I, now I don't think there's anything here for me, but like paint yeah. and like uh, I just feel like a lot of the stuff that like was born out of it was like a lot of skewed knowledge and understanding and only deterred me from like questioning. And then the more that I did question, the more I felt like I was open to like more answers of fun. Um, mm. and how great the world can be and how interesting and mysterious things can be without having like a plan set in motion where that you have to like worship this deity at every second of your life when it's like but how awesome is all this other stuff if the possibilities are more infinite than just one plan wow yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! I Yeah, I know for me that was like the beginning of building my own autonomy and agency mm. sure. yeah. at such a young age, which at that point I did not know how important that would be. <laughs> um, and I mean like 12 years afterwards, 12, 13 years afterwards. So yeah, I came out as trans when I was like 22, 23. And it, I think now just talking about it, like makes me think about how much, um, how important that moment was is to like establish autonomy saying, no mom, I don't want to fucking go to Catholic school anymore. <laughs> and right. then, yeah. 10 years later saying, BTW. by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I also don't. <laughs> I 
love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was something more I wanted to say, but um, autonomy, agency, power. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just kind of like looping back to where I'm at right now, like I, having done all that work or somewhere like, like continue like, to doing doing that work now part of it yeah yeah um it continues yeah it continues <laughs> never it's, um, fun. it's funny when like we kind of get like the answers of like where certain things come from with our therapist like they just show you all these things and like you're constantly working on it but then like you go back and you're like oh we didn't necessarily go on that mental journey together so like i now have to grow you up to the circumstance mm. like what's going on here um, oh when right. you're talking to your therapist yeah when you're talking to your yeah. therapist just about like your relation with your with your family or whatnot and you finally have that realization of like oh that's what was going on during this whole time yeah turmoil and then you have a good realization but then hanging out with your parents and especially for an extended version of time it's like we need to know each other better <laughs> Yeah. In a way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's even getting to the point where I'm considering going to therapy with my mom. <laughs> Do it. I, yeah. Honestly, I did it with my dad. <laughs> did you really? It's, I did, yeah. Sounds like fun. Like, you know, just. Yeah, like, it was <laughs> scary. I got to say, I was fun like. scary, yeah. Because, you know, as an adult, like, and especially you're already in that mental state when you're talking with them or hanging out with them, you're just like, you're still, I don't know. I think mine is like my 13, 14 year old self of just like pure angst right now. I don't know what it is. Um, so that and doing therapy <laughs> as the person like you have now like come to know yourself with as with your therapist, but not necessarily with the dynamic of like being that kid. So you really are facing that younger version of yourself. Yes. So yeah, no, yes. I get why that would be scary. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it, it it was good though. It was good to kind yes. of like feel a little bit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I work on that constantly. Yeah. I think you should do it, Frida. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think yeah. she'd do it? Yeah. Oh, we've talked about it. It's it's, okay. it's it's just a matter of setting it up and whatnot. Um That's good. So yeah. I want my um and I don't know. Hopefully they don't listen to this episode for a while, but I, I would like my sister <laughs> and my mother to go to therapy together. Um and it's funny because I think that they can't see it. I had a long talk with my mom because I was having a horrible day today. It was just a bad day. Mm. And, um, you know, all the things that come up when I, for me when I'm dealing with, you know, sadness and grief. And one of the things has been my, uh, I worry a lot about my sister's and my mom's relationship. Mm. Uh, they both had husbands die within the year. And then, you know, of course, my sister's also just like, you know, moved home from Sweden. Big life transitions for both of them. Oh, my wow. parents were married for 40 years. And so they, I don't know sometimes <laughs> if they can see their grief spirals together. And uh, um, that's such a great description. So yeah. Right. Honored uh, grief spirals. But keep going, please. Because I mean... 
I mean, it's hard to, it's weird. It's like I'm on the opposite end where like uh, my partner went through the same thing six years ago. So they're kind of like, you know, they're, they're at the, they're re-experiencing it. And that's a hard thing for us. So I have to be cognizant of not grief spiraling with them. I mean, it's a really, uh, but they're, I, my sister and my mom, um, there's just, I was like, I think you guys shouldn't be living together. I know my sister's wow. raising a baby, but like, um, wow. I can't, I just, to me, it feels like you're just sitting in a house full of grief because they also were the people who cared for my dad in his last months. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's, it, there's, when you go home, like, I'm already sad, but you can just, like, how do you not look at each other like, hey, widow, hey, widow, like, oh, yeah. My dad is gone. My husband of 40 years is gone. You know, my financial mm. stability is gone. You know, his, uh, his, you know, we've talked about how little money he left behind because, of course, he was a public school teacher. <laughs> um, and, you know, my sister ended up in a, it's weird, not the exact same thing, but because she was not permanently a citizen yet in Sweden um, and because of the way he died. Um, you know, there's a lot. She doesn't get his money, yeah. and she has to raise a two-year-old. And I mean, it's not. I mean, my my mom and my sister are capable. They're going to be able to take care of themselves. But I think that's also, you know, um, financial devastation can really toppled with like emotional strain and where your you know your relationship being gone. All of these things, they just. I don't, they, I don't know. It's so funny to see them together. I don't think they even see like it's it's almost like a trauma bond. Yes. Wow. That's what I was thinking. It's a trauma bond. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever move to like a relationship that can be able to bond outside of that? I think it means I think they have to separate. And I I had a long talk with my mom. I said that I said it gives me a lot of anxiety. You know, right now, um, how reliant you are on each other because it's not, it doesn't feel good. Like, you're in different places in your life, really, when you think about it. While you both have lost your husbands, you know, mom, you're 62 and you need to figure things out differently than the girl who's got 40 years ahead of her. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. It's like hard to even put like explain all these. So if they can separate for a while and kind of like have to like my my mom settling her life up is going to look a lot different than Samantha settling her life up and being able to afford her life because she's still got a lot of earning potential. But my mom is sixty two, maybe looking for like work that she hasn't had. You know, there's a lot of that's stress, and those are. But I think it's like, oh, we're both going to the same thing. Yeah, kind of. But you're not, and <laughs> it's uh, so. I'm hoping I basically my mom. I said, I just think can you know either Sam can you know go back to Sweden. She should live in Sweden, or maybe you don't live together. It's just, um, and then mom has a, a two year old. Like I'm like, ah, that feels like a lot <laughs> in the yeah. house. My dad died in like that. On top of that, like every step you take. You know, this is where dad fell or this is where he, you know, the, where he laid and died in our home. So mm. I don't know. I th- Yeah, I think it's 
I mean, one thing you're saying, Marie, that I think is super interesting to think about, especially during the pandemic, how certain circumstances and the one big circumstance of the pandemic has like kind of changed the face of families living together and like literally like millennials and Gen Xers moving in with their parents yeah. Um, and how normalized that's becoming. And right. um, I know that helped me a lot. <laughs> it's helped me. <laughs> I me. think it can be right. good. Right. But like, I, I'm saying like, yeah, the normalization of it, like helping me not feel so ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But sure. um, the butt of a joke instead of just like, hey, no, this is literally the only circumstance yeah. that work. Oh, and- oh hey capitalism you know like (laughs) i love it was so funny because like you know you think about where your parents were and like one was maybe working a job and then they could buy a house and you're like cool that's great i've had to do like 20 internships for things that i thought would work out but then they never paid me uh and i have to come up with this like different excuse for each thing and being like well this is these are the years I worked this random ass job because it's the only place that would hire me. <laughs> Gig <laughs> economy. Have y'all seen those memes um, where it's like my parents at 25 buying this house? Yeah. And then it's like me at 32, like buying this just, plant. But that is the thing. Like we can't have houses, but I sure will fit a plant in a crack in a corner somewhere. Like, yep. Oh, <laughs> trying my to God. grow herbs. Yeah on the balcony yes i am you know save a little money on those you know herbs i was just looking at how to grow tomatoes and i was like i can't i can't buy this i hear they're actually oh i think is it tomatoes that are easy i don't know i'm trying to grow basil and his name is giuseppe her name is giuseppe 3.7 uh because there's so many variations of just basil that i've bought from the grocery store and just like put in this pot and try to Uh regrow but I've got some good advice from my sister, and uh, you know what? Giuseppe might grow today, so we're doing good. Plants. I mean, it's no house, but they do need some care. <laughs> <laughs> the oxygen they produce is, like, just perfect for me to, you know, feel like I have more air in there my apartment. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, with me, like... I feel like if I really wanted to like cultivate a life of stability for me, mm. buying a house, buying a fucking dog, yeah. buying a car, all the things, like I could have done it. And I mean, I, cause you know, I was privileged enough to be in a position um, before I decided to transition into music full time. I, you know, I was, making some decent money in nonprofit. And so as a program manager at a, we'll just say a queer org in San Francisco that served queer youth and queer and trans youth. Um, (laughs) And, you know, if I, if I, I could have stuck it out if I wanted to, but Mm -hmm. let's see, I quit like June, the first year of the pandemic, because I could not handle it. Like switching well, over to yeah. What Zoom what about shit. it? Oh, got it. Okay. So for me personally, it was working at home. I did not like it because okay. home is my 
it's a boundary for me. Yeah. And like, I get, I get why it works for so many people. Um, but for me, it didn't. And yeah. like to have yeah. to bring in so much of that work. And also there is some, a lot of dysfunctional shit happening in the org. So that we know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> we know all about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, so I decided to quit and it just so coincided with this life moment of deciding to become a full-time musician, composer, and I guess DJ. Um, <laughs> only because that's where, yeah, it was easy to get DJ gigs, but, um, it just makes me think like, wow, like I could have really stuck it out. Maybe my mental health would have been a little more deteriorated. That's the yeah. thing though. For stability. <laughs> yeah. You have, I think a lot of people can have stability, but you can, there's, everybody can not everybody, but we can do a lot of versions of the American dream, but at yeah. what cost? At what cost? Right. And it always seems to cost something if it's not just like your mental energy, your physical energy, your, I don't know, emotional energy. It's just like <laughs> we were talking about like um, people saying that we should be like therapists or whatever at some point. And it's like, no, the emotional tax that would take for me, I just, I can't because too much and yeah i'm selfish and i'm like i gotta figure out myself before i do something like that yeah, yeah. boy oh boy boy <laughs> is, there, is there anything that you guys are looking forward to in the uh coming week or so? um i guess i'll say i'm looking forward to it but i'm djing um silicon valley pride <laughs> I was gonna talk to you about that, but we can. I was gonna be like, we'll talk who, off the record. Yeah, it's like, who, what, and where, dude? Like, but I mean, I'm always happy for you to get giggies in the bay, for sure. But what, like, what is it? Why is it SV Pride and not? Is it, is it in San Jose? Why it's, it's in San Jose? Stamp on this? <laughs> no, not necessarily. I mean, whatever. But um. Just Silicon Valley Pride in downtown San Jose. Let's just say they pay. Okay. I, I believe pay. that. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's and tech I think money. That's okay. Yeah. Good. I know. I um, about the tech money, too. Uh, Last I'm year, this time we were at a money. tech retreat. <laughs> Almost. Yes. Oh. Oh, no. Just about. Oof. Yep. 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 Um, <laughs> I'm feeling good about it, though. Kind of. Um, there's just been some logistical stuff that hasn't been figured out but um freddie um your new favorite dj marie love freddie so sweet and was like willing to like let me borrow some of his um sound equipment because apparently there wasn't any so i'm just like oh i'm gonna have to anyways i (laughs) okay um so yeah freddie was super helpful and he's coming down um and that was such a huge relief and so dj no silence dj no silence what's up ready if you're listening to this um but another i think what i'm most excited about though about this gig is not the gig itself but staying in um this really nice hotel which is like literally yes yes right next to where i'm djing so it's like a west end in a old revamped 
um, hotel, probably like four stars. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a short trip so I could splurge a little bit on a nice hotel. Um, Smart. So I'm literally like going in Friday and like flying back to San Diego Sunday. Um, And I'm just ready to like do the whole Instagram story thing of the hotel. (laughs) Not the gig, but. (laughs) It's it's all Um, about that. Um, so I, you know, part of one thing I've been meaning to talk to my parents about is um, getting some faster internet. (laughs) I feel like that's what I did when I first moved in with my parents. I had to, I had to talk to my dad. I was like, this is like third world country type of like one megabyte, two megabyte. Up Actually, and down. And I was like, good I, God. I want to tell you that most developing countries or, or underdeveloped countries, sorry, we're developing. I have better internet. Developing countries have better internet than us. We actually yeah. have one of the, some of the slowest in the world. So because I it's Cambodia, so I am... corporatized. Mm. And we're paying yeah. through the nose for it. Right, yeah. right, right, right. I know. there was, Wasn't there a movement to make it a utility at one point? Yeah, I think there was, and I think that's still, um, it was, I forget, I forget what the name of the movement was, but people misunderstood the meaning of the word, and then Mm. they took it to be, like, to mean the opposite, so they didn't want to associate themselves with that whole thing. Yeah, it was Hmm. a whole nightmare of that. (laughs) I've been playing a lot lately. And yeah. I swear to God, sometimes these kids, they're so mean when they kill uh, you. You still squat up with other children. It's not. Okay. I no. don't like the way you put that. The word. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the way you said I squat up with random players assigned to me via the internet. <laughs> Who happened to I be know children? Some of them are. They're not always children, but I don't let. I don't accept their friend requests anymore. <laughs> anymore. Good, because that was the I thing just... when we first started playing with with Marie. Is that we would just get like a just horde of children popping into the chat, just wanting to play, wanting to play, and just screaming. And I was like. Who are these kids? And you're like, I oh, didn't know. I didn't know who I could play with. Play. So you just, yeah, you just wanted to play. And it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Mm. It just was so funny because it would just be like, oh, there was a kid that, what was it? He had like butt in his name or something. <laughs> oh, and he's like actual screen name. And he got mad because we said, we called him butt something. And he's like, that's mean. And we're like, Mark, my fiance, was like, yeah, we don't know your name, kid. (laughs) We don't know who you are. So they were calling you by your screen name. What would you like us to call you? (laughs) And then I, but the thing is, it's a good thing I was there sometimes because sometimes those kids would be giving out their there where they lived and yeah, the they, schools they went to yeah. and shit like the the cars their parents were driving mm-hmm. them up, and we were like okay we can't play with you anymore yeah we we don't need to know that we don't need to and yeah i had to like block one of them because he kept trying to play and it was just like <gasps> i you the know I used to flirt with you 
Sassy Pants. <laughs> oh God, no! I never played it alone with that kid, <laughs> who just kept like saying my my screen name. I was like, mm, really, no. in a really weird well, way. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Wait, can we mute these kids? Right? Can't you we? can. I just. You can. I was excited about being able to talk to people for like, right, right. And sometimes it makes it easier if, like, there's a couple adults I play with, and like, okay. we talk to each other. Yeah, right. Like, watch, watch the fuck out. Come here, real quick. <laughs> Yay! Get your ass out of here. Yay! Yay! What 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 are you playing on today? On my Switch. Um, yes. I would have would have done the PS5, but um, I don't have. You a, have one. I do. Oh my gosh, how is it? Is it the biggest thing in the world? Yeah, I mean, it honestly feels like just getting the new iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. But in terms of the 4K, like I I am a 4K UHD queen. Like. Yes. Nice, nice. I, I I have to have like the highest quality possible. <laughs> then, so you know. Is it like that ultra realistic where it almost feels like you're like standing next to the characters because they're just like so detailed? It's getting closer. Oh god, it's, it's, it's so getting creepy. closer and closer. Um so I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring and um Aww. the issue with Elden Ring is that it's not at a true 60 frames per second. Got it. Because it's just such a vast world. So it depends on the game. Um, but there are some games where it's just like, whoa, like this level of graphics quality, never seen it before. Um, so. And I was excited def- when I got my Switch. I thought, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. I have to, I'm so close to buying one. That yeah, we were debating on putting it on our registry for the wedding. <laughs> and we're like, is that oh, classy? You like, gotta. Yes, I fully support that. I think <laughs> like you, there's I, there's personal, there's people who can do it and people who can't. Like you're definitely in the like, it would be so fitting of your you know, life. Yeah, no, you. I know. I know. Um, so what, <laughs> what's the goal? We're, I, we have to like go to the middle and kill people and build shit <laughs> we're not doing we're, so we're doing no build right now so just to no, keep it uh, in a while because i don't know on the switch i feel like it's really a lot of extra steps it seems yeah. like it um yeah. um but yeah so for this basically we're gonna find a place to land on the map um we're gonna all jump out of the bus and land there then we're gonna find some guns. We're gonna find some shields and regroup, and then we'll just if we see anybody near us, we'll kill them, kill them. and go from there and try and be the what last be- team. Oh, yeah. we're a team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, were you cool. gonna play? You thought you were gonna play against us? You're trying- yeah. You were ready to oh kill no! Us. Oh no! Yeah, he <laughs> no, no, no. Kill us. Oh, you fine. That sucks. Wait, can I swim? Can you swim? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. all right everyone come here splish splash (laughs) i love that (laughs) frida reacted the same way i did you need a gun (laughs) you have any guns frida do i have guns yeah yeah do you have any you, you probably need a gun yeah 
Here, I'll come. I'll choose a. Oh, I don't have some bullets. Oh shit! Was I side down? Oops. Who's this? Yeah. Or have you played a battle royale before? Oh yeah, it's a style game. That's the team, team against teams, right? Or like it, it's what we're playing right now. Uh, oh, I guess like Call of Duty. Have you played like the online stuff with Call yeah, of Duty? Yeah. So back, what was it? Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare. Okay. So that was the first, and then it was like I went up to Black Ops, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Two, right? And then Black okay. Ops Two, mm-hmm. and then Rolled at War, and then I think I stopped at some point. And just it's just like the um. Wow. Those are some fun days, though. Yeah, man. <laughs> I feel like I tried getting into, like, Overwatch 2 recently. Mm-hmm. Did not work out for me. I really liked it when I oop, kept the chat off. Hello. <laughs> uh, Shit. Oh, my God. There's a wolf. Yeah, kill it. <laughs> Got it. Oh, <laughs> Got it. That's a game. You got it. Yep. Yep. That's a game. That. <laughs> Meanwhile, ten four good buddy. Look let's up go. Tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> There's a language. There's a language you develop once you game a little bit. And I guess it yeah. depends on the sense. generation too of console because, I mean, it took me a minute when Xbox One was like my first introduction to like more modern gaming, mm. and like how many buttons there are like in comparison like, i i played n64 but like that was mm-hmm. nowhere near the capabilities of some of these systems now um right and so it's just like you develop a language as you go right 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 so then what do you think like and i know we've talked about this before but saying that i'm and i love that i am here with two uh lady gamers how, how uh-huh. fun and uh, that's awesome. Um, yes. What is the next step then for me if I like these kinds of games like that I might be Ooh. okay at? With, do you know what I mean? Like I, because so I, my been... natural after this was like I would have recommended Breath of the Wild to you, but you've already gone yeah. there. <laughs> it's so good. So like I think you did at least once experience Skyrim. Did you ever do Skyrim? No, I didn't. Never did Skyrim. That's S K Y R I M. Yeah, yeah. It's the um. It's not as hard as Elden Ring, but it's kind of that <laughs> fantasy element. Yeah. That you might like a little bit more open worldy. Okay. Or Fallout. Or Fallout. Fallout. That's yeah. a good one with a totally different context. Um, yes. But really interesting and fun. So yeah, you might get into more story. I do like stories. Um, do story say. games are fantastic. I like feeling like I'm per- like um, accomplishing something. I'm working towards something. That's why I love the yeah. little um, tasks oh. and the things. Where are you at? Getting shot you- at. Yeah. So I, I-, I think I lost y'all. I don't oh no! Know. Oh okay. Oh shoot! Oh. Where are you? Uh, oh, I see. I see. I see. I see, I see. There you are. You're just on the other side. <laughs> All good. Oh shit. Mark, Mark is the one you don't want to leave like that. No, he, he, <laughs> he does he not, not like it. Mark. No, he does not like all. it. 
where are you? He gets <laughs> indignant if you leave him anywhere. <laughs> oh, I was shooting that guy over here. I see bullets. I don't see people. Sorry. Yeah, buddy. Ooh, did you kill oh, someone? Gotta kill. Oh no, no, no! Die, 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 die. Oh, you okay? So when you if they're because we're squatting, they won't. You have to. At first, you they they you knock them down, and then you gotta keep going. Got it. So, <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it! Who is shooting? This oh, freaking on. guy needs to die. Gone on too long, sir. Fucking. Guy. Oh, that guy. Boom. Oh, All right. Oh damn. Cool skin though. I feel I, like when you like really own a person, you should be able to take their skin. <laughs> okay, that sounds yeah. bad. That but <laughs> I get what you're saying though. Like, in Fortnite. <laughs> but I should be able to take their skin. <laughs> I want to be inside of you. Okay. Let's I'll see. call it like bet roulette or something like that. <laughs> Okay, we're not doing too bad. Yeah, we're we're doing pretty well. Frida, I swear to God, if we win, wait. Oh, we are. It's it's oh, only two more people. We got left. some good. Yeah, we got some good ones. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> we did it! Hey! <laughs> that's right I that's love how it. we do on the Fortnite and it. friends section that was perfect that was really uh, absolutely man. perfect I'm just that happy was great. I killed one person you, uh, you, you killed more than one didn't you I, I no, think you killed, killed a wolf a wolf and a person <laughs> okay <laughs> oh wow we had 16 those, most of those kills were yours then Katie um, I went a little ham uh, but that was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah that was great um guys where can we find you on the social medias and the things and is there anything coming up that you wanted to promote yeah um so social media so i'm most active on instagram that's like my business card <laughs> um so that is at frida fields like i feel things so all one word frida feels nice um things that are coming up to promote um I, I currently don't have anything to promote, but um, just follow me on Instagram and um, I'm Booker. Booker. Book me, fly me out um, anywhere, literally. Give her anywhere. a hotel tell. Yes, you know. a hotel. Um, um, yeah, follow me for updates and new projects, new music I'm writing soon. Awesome. So, yeah. Frida was voted Bay Area's best DJ two years in a row. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yes. So higher. Yeah. Higher. Pretty cool. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm just whatever. I'm just trying to get through the work. I'm getting ready for. Oh, you know what I? Never mind. I always got this. What I always do. I'm buying clothes because I don't have New York fall looks. That's what I'm doing this weekend. Okay. I don't have any adult work New York fall clothes. So I was like, oh, gotcha. So. Ooh, very fancy. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, please text me or uh, share photos next time we, we meet. I will do. I will do that. Yeah. 
Awesome. Cute. And where can Yay. people find you on the social medias? Oh yeah, Mad um Mad Marie thirteen on the Instagram. Um and uh, one of these days I think I'm gonna do I'm gonna really commit to my TikTok. Uh, okay. So okay. Just follow there and we'll see. We'll, we'll find see. out what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I dig it. Uh, well, you can find me at at Pants E-L-S-A-S-S-Y-P-A-N-T-S, sometimes with the Z, if you're on TikTok, if you want that story, go back a couple episodes. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and remember, the universe is chaos, so please be kind. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Oh, and uh, shit. You know what I gotta say is, don't eat too late at night. That's just... It's never a good idea to get heartburned and have bad dreams. There's an old wives' tale about that. So, <laughs> bye. I. Bye. That's the one. That's the keeper. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 